Jay, you ready? Yep. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 3. This is the Essential Bible Studies Podcast. My name is Tim Young. And I'm Wayne Kutu. It's fantastic to have you here with us, Wayne. We are kicking off the fifth season of Essential Bible Studies. Well, glad to be here. I've listened to quite a number of these, so so happy to be a part of one. Now you get to experience behind the microphone. <laughs> yes, indeed. In our podcast, we talk about studying the Bible quite frequently. It's called Essential Bible Studies. But I would say, I think you'd agree with me, that a part of good Bible study is being a good Bible reader, a consistent Bible reader. Well, it's more important than I think we give credit to. You know, we talk about Bible study, and sometimes we we want to look up the words and look up other versions, as yeah. we've mentioned in the past. But sometimes a good version that you normally use, just taking the time to, number one, read it carefully, and also to read it consistently. Yeah. So... We're going to be talking about the importance of reading, of reading daily, but we're also going to be talking practically about how do you do that and you know, why should I do that, and maybe some of the tools that we can use to make sure that we're doing it every day. We've mentioned in the past that the Bible really is the mind of God that we have in our hands. Yeah. And so reading the Bible is actually making God's mind a part of your life. Mm. And God wants to have a relationship with us. He wants us to know his mind. You wouldn't have a relationship with someone and leave it for a month and expect that relationship to just pick up right where I left off. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's some friends where you can do that with, but that's not usually the way a relationship is going to work. Right. You need to communicate to them, and they need to communicate to you. And God has set this up with his word. Mm -hmm. He speaks to us through his word, and he wants us to speak to him in prayer. And we look at that as a relationship. You know, we, if we had some good news happen to us, uh, a raise, or we met someone, a long-lost friend, some kind of positive news, there's someone we'd want to share it with. We might want to pick up the phone or as soon as we get home, share it with our yeah, other. Yeah. But, you know, it's the same way through prayer. Mm -hmm. If something happens, we should want to share it with God. And God wants us to share our feelings, our, our happiness, our joys, our sadness with him. Yeah. I mean, and God knows everything about us. He knows everything, it's, but he still expects us to raise that up and share it He with does. Him. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's made clear to us in the word that he wants us to share our lives with him. Mm -hmm. And really, it's the other way around, too. If we had on our phone a missed call or a flashing voicemail, we have this urgency to want to pick up the phone and see, well, who contacted us? Yeah. 
I definitely have that. I feel like a buzz sometimes. Yeah. I feel like, oh, I've got a call. I've got yeah. something, you know, and I look and it, there's nothing there. I get these like phantom buzzes. You ever get that? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yes. <laughs> or you get that red dot. Yeah, the it's red dot. That red dot. I can't let that, that red just, dot blink yeah, out. Yeah. I got to clear that. <laughs> well, really, that's the word of God. He's mm. he's always got a red dot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the way it should be. Yeah, it's yeah. the way it should be. And it's, yeah. he wants us to look at his word that he's got this message that he's always available to give to us. Right. So like you're saying, like God talks to us through his word. I don't think of any other way really. And he tells us that in the scriptures, that this is the way to get to know him or or for him to know us, which is interesting. There's a passage in Matthew chapter 7 and verses 21 through 23. Yes. Let me just read this. It says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Now, that's a really sobering verse if you sit there and and think about that, because here are these people who, they claim to be doing miraculous things. I mean, prophesying and casting out demons and doing marvelous works. Yet, when it comes to the judgment seat, Jesus says, I never knew you. Like Jesus never knew them. Yeah. Right. I think there's a two aspects to this passage. Jesus never knew them because they never shared their life with God. Right. But also through prayer. Through prayer. Through prayer yes, yeah. through prayer. But also they were busy, as they said, doing many things. And Jesus said, Well, obviously, he said that's not the right thing to be doing. So whatever they deduced from their reading of scripture wasn't correct. Mm. And that's part of also what got them into a position where he says, Depart from me. So reading is so important and yeah. prayer is so important, so important that it comes down to our standing at the judgment seat of Christ. I think it's interesting too. He says, Jesus says, I never knew you. There's another passage in Galatians 4 verse 9. Let me just look that up really quickly here. Hmm. Where Paul says, Formerly, when you did not know God, you were enslaved to those that by nature are not gods. But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, how can you turn back again? I just thought that was interesting how, you know, God knows everybody. God knows everything. Yet Paul says here is that when you came to know God, or rather to be known by God. Mm. So, it's only through our Bible reading that we get to know God. He has revealed himself in Scripture. And by that process, God knows us, surprisingly. Yes. And it yes. reflects back on that passage in Matthew 7, right, where Jesus yes. says, I know those who have found me in the Scriptures. Yeah. It's something we need to remember. It's not just all about reading and gaining knowledge, but it's developing a relationship with the Heavenly Father. Yeah, that's good. There's... Other places that stress also the importance of, of reading. You have another one for us, Wayne? Well, the 
passage that you started off with in Revelation mm, chapter version. 1 and verse 3. What an interesting passage. Right at the beginning of this book of Revelation. And uh, so, blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. So, interesting, this blessing is found specifically in the book of Revelation. Now, I guess what I would say is I would challenge you to read the book of Revelation <laughs> and see if you get a blessing. <laughs> it's like kind of ironic that it's on the hardest book of the Bible. Exactly. It says, Blessed are you if you read and understand. That's the point. And reading this book without any sort of aim or purpose or method or objective, mm. I would venture to say you will find it beyond confusing and frustrating. Mm. And probably end up putting it down and not even finish it. Yeah. You know, what, what am I reading? It's just a bunch of gobbledygook. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's the point of this passage, is when you look at the meanings behind these words, and, and as we know, the uh, New Testament was written in Greek. So to read in the Greek specifically means to distinguish between, to recognize, or to know accurately. Mm -hmm. So it's not just reading, it's reading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and to hear, blessed are they that hear the words of this prophecy. The Greek word, akuo, means to understand or comprehend, to perceive the sense of what is said. We're actually understanding what we're reading. And also to keep the things that are written therein means to guard against, to protect from being lost, keeping your eye on, and then obviously putting it into practice. So yeah. this blessing isn't for those who read and hear in some kind of a surfacey way. Right. It's to someone who reads, closely considers it, maybe some research is involved, gets to really understand it, and then guards that comprehension and stores it up, putting it into practice in their life. So this requires effort. Mm. It requires some kind of a system. Reading the Bible is not just sort of reading a novel. We're actually reading it with a purpose. Right. We are going to talk about having a plan. We're going to show you what's a good plan. And in this plan, all it takes is 20 minutes a day. Yeah. If you just sit down straight, read it, right? Yeah. And I sat down, I thought, well, if I do 20 minutes a day, I wonder how much time that would be. And so I took 20 minutes times 365, you get 7,300 minutes. <laughs> and so if you divide that by 60 minutes in an hour, you get 121 hours of reading. Huh. So if you divide that by 24, that actually comes out to like 5.1 days of five yeah. full 24 yeah. hour days. It would be of like reading. you sat down Monday morning and you <laughs> and would, didn't stop you reading. didn't stop reading the Bible until Friday. If, <laughs> and but that's the power wow. of doing things consistently Goodness. every day, right? Yeah. Yep, this, that little investment of time is like an investment of money. And before you know it, you've saved up 
a lot of money over a lot of time. Yeah, I guess you could make yeah. that analogy. Like yeah. by the end, you end up with five days of reading, but it's more like compound interest. Like it just yeah. accumulates more yeah. and more. It builds upon itself, right? And that's yeah. the beauty of consistently reading the Bible. Hmm. We talk about the reading of the Word of God every day in our lives. And even from the beginning of the Bible, God has instructed this. And it goes all the way back to a passage like Deuteronomy chapter 6 in the Law of Moses. Yeah, so that passage is very wonderful in that it actually teaches us how to make the Bible a part of our life. It teaches us how to just make it a part of our daily routine so that that little 20 minutes almost it doesn't even seem like it was there. It was just, well, that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how we, we live. Yeah, yeah. Can so, I read it for you? Yeah, yeah. please. Let me yeah. read it. It's Deuteronomy chapter 6, and starting at verse 6 and going through verse 9. God says to the Israelites, And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. And you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Now, in the context here of that passage, the the reason God is saying this is because we're forgetful creatures. And that's what he says in verse 12 later on. He says, take care lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt. Yeah. So he's saying, you got to do this daily so that you don't forget these things. Because like you're saying, if we end off not doing it for a month or those kind of things, it's so easy to forget or to get out of sync with these things. So yeah. if we do this daily, God says, they shall be on your heart. Back then, God wrote his law on tablets of stone, like the Ten Commandments, right? <laughs> but he turns around and says, I want these things not to be on, on stone. I want them to be on the tablets of of your heart, because that's really where our, our thinking is. And if the Word of God is constantly in our mind, it's always there. It's always in our thinking. And there's a proverb that says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's Proverbs 23 and verse 7. Yeah. We don't think on a piece of paper. <laughs> right. we, we think in our brains. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the next point in that verse, teaching children, you know, there's a twofold benefit to that. I mean, if we're raising godly children and we're interested in being Bible-based people, we're going to want to teach our children. But it's something then that the children benefit from and we can benefit from too, because, you know, you learn when you teach. And boy, you know, you can have a lot of fun with teaching children make little movies and skits about a a passage, about a story, Um, have your kids act it out. You can have just a session where they act it out in your living room. And, and, uh, you know, you've got the walls of Jericho all fell down in the living room and your your kids are dressed up. (laughs) You can make Bible readings fun. It's like it was fun in the Katu household. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing how young you could start kids just by even before they can read, they can repeat after you certain passages. Very true. 
Yeah. And just even the routine of having a session whenever that is right after dinner is yep. when we would typically do our readings. And, and when young kids start, they know, well, after dinner, we're going to do the readings. That's yeah. Well, it's such, and it's such a precious family time. It is. Really, around yeah. God's word. Yep. And it raises questions and you end up talking about life and it's a wonderful thing to be involved with. Well, and that's the next thing he says here. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and, and when you rise. So it's not just like sitting there reading at a table by yourself. You want to have conversations about this, talk to others about the things that you're reading. And it's one of the benefits of being on like a same Bible reading planner as, as other people, if you can mm-hmm. do that. And this really encourages us just to weave the whole fabric of the scriptures into our whole life. It's just not reserved for a Sunday. We're doing this every day. And it says there, when you lie down and when you rise, what's the first thing you think about when you get up in the morning? Yeah. And I like to do that (laughs) when I can, just to, as soon as you open your eyes, you just thank and praise God for another day that's ahead of you. And then you think about when you lie down, what are you doing at night? Are you just flipping through your phone and then you put your phone down and go to sleep? And really, it should be in in thoughts uh, and prayers uh, towards God as we end the day. Yeah, because if you're living with someone, probably when you wake up, you're going to say good morning. You're going to have some kind yeah. of greeting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you, you're going to say good night before you. How rude if you didn't do that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, you know, if you've got a relationship with the Heavenly Father, you're going to want to do the same thing. And, and he, he goes on to say that it would be a sign, bind it for a sign upon your hand and as frontlets between your eyes. Your hands and your eyes, those are really symbols of what we do in life, how we walk, how we conduct ourselves. So God means for the Bible to direct us in the practical things of life as well. Mm -hmm. It's not just about sort of gaining this knowledge so that, that we know the Bible and we know him. The Bible talks about how to live and live righteously. So just simple things like being honest, God hates dishonesty. Well, then we need to practice that. We need to Mm -hmm. make sure that we put that into practice in just the little things. You know, we don't take office material if it's just sort of sitting there and thinking, oh, they won't miss it. Does it really matter? They've got lots. I mean, that's just not something that we want to do if we're truly Bible-directed people. And also, the Word tells us to think of others. This is just another example. Trying to sacrifice our time for the benefit of others. That's putting the Bible into practice and writing it upon our hands and as frontlets between our eyes. And then it says, you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So Uh, you can literally do that, but really that means something about the house, right? As you enter into your house... It's known for a place of spiritual activities where we do the Bible readings, we do discussion around that. It affects all of our lives. So when you have guests over, uh, it's something that permeates the culture of your house. And it really is. When you bring friends over, it's especially wonderful time just to sit around and do a Bible reading together and discuss these things. Yeah, and I think it's also, if it's written on the doorposts of your house, it means that that's what you're known for. 
Mm-hmm. You know, people come oh, yeah. over it's to very public. You're people saying, yeah. come to the young house and they know. Well, we're going to be doing the readings at some point. I better <laughs> yeah. bring my Bible. <laughs> um, yeah. So well, let's let's turn it around and, and talk about some practicalities here because you say, oh, okay, well, yeah. wh- what am I supposed to read? How much am I supposed to read? And this is where uh, a plan comes into play, doesn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, God's word, we say they're God-breathed words, but we want to make them our-breathed words. Mm. So we need to have some kind of a plan. We need to have a goal. I was reading a couple of quotes one day, and it says, you know, a goal without a plan is just a wish. Yeah. So how true that is. Yeah. We, we know that that's true in life. So if we have this goal of reading the Bible, what's the plan? And I believe what we're saying is we need a reading plan. Mm-hmm. So... Christadelphians as a community, we have a reading plan that we have put into use pretty much universally across our community. And it's just basically called a daily reading plan where we read three portions of scripture a day. So Mm -hmm. it's uh, typically three chapters. It might be four or five chapters, depending on the, the size of the portions. But if you were to follow that plan consistently, by the end of the year, you will have read the Old Testament through once in two portions a day, and the New Testament through twice in one portion a day. Yeah. That's a pretty good accomplishment to say that you've read that amount of the Bible in 365 days. And like you said, 20 minutes a day will accomplish this reading plan. Maybe it'd be helpful just to give an example. So say for today, the day that this podcast has come out, January 16th, Sure. the reading for today is Genesis chapters 28 and 29. That's the first portion. Right. And then you read that, and then you go to the second portion, which is Psalm 33. And then once you read that, you go to the third portion, which is Matthew chapter 18. So basically, like you said, you've read four chapters for the day, but it'll take about 20 minutes. Right, right. Now, this plan can be found online, dailyreadings.org.uk. Yeah, that's a good site, yeah. It's a pretty good site. They have some comments to go along with the chapters to maybe help us understand some of what's being read. There are different apps. I have one on my phone. I have an iPhone version, and it's called Bible readings. <laughs> I think if you just did a search on daily Bible readings, you would either look for Christadelphian or Robert Roberts, who put this plan together, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you would get this plan. I know. I have an Android, and the app I use is called Version. It's really popular. Right. And they have a ton of different Bible plans in there. Uh, they really promote it. And if you go into that section, they have ones that are for like seven days, or they have ones that are just specific on a topic or those kind of things. But I think it's really beneficial to look for ones that go throughout a whole year and just reading the Bible without any sort of kind of cherry picking going on. Hmm. And they also, if you go in the Bible reading planner section, you do a search and you search on Robert Roberts, this reading planner will come up. Right. 
And sometimes maybe you want to focus on one chapter in particular or one section in particular. And that's fine. Maybe maybe you just want to look at one book intensely for a couple of months. Yeah. The point is make a schedule. Yeah. Whether you follow a plan that's given to you or you make your own plan, but make a schedule. And that's the key to getting your goal accomplished. Right. So if it's every day, sorry, did you have anything else to no, say there? No, <laughs> I think that's uh, the point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if it's every day and you follow this Bible companion reader like we do, you're going to run into chapters where you're going to be reading stuff and you're going to be going like, why am I reading this? Uh, <laughs> you know, but I think the point is, is that you just want to put it into your mind. You want to think about these things for the time when you do need them. Just becoming familiar with everything that's in God's Word is really vitally important. And you're going to find that later on something might come up that you'll go, oh, wait a minute, I remember reading this passage way back when, and it provides the answer. And yeah. It's, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that almost seems to go against what we said earlier about Revelation 1 verse 3. Yeah. You know, you're reading without really knowing what you're reading. Yeah. But, and, mm. and I know we, we kind of said, you know, you're going to get frustrated with that. There is a value to just reading. And like you say, okay, I don't quite understand this passage, but I'm going to read it. And before you know it, six months down the road, you're going to come across a passage and you're going to say, wait a minute, mm -hmm. I've read this somewhere before. <laughs> and maybe it was way back in yeah, Revelation. Yeah, this reminds me. Uh, yeah, yeah, Revelation chapter 1. Now that connects somehow. And, and just being familiar with where things are is a great benefit. Yeah. I can tell you it's been the opposite too. Like I've had some sort of problem or issue. My mind's really kind of wrapped up into it. Maybe you don't even feel like doing the Bible readings, but you sit down and you say, okay, I got to do the readings. And all of a sudden you're reading along and boom, the, the word of God just, yeah. there's the answer. Yeah. Or there's the encouragement, there's the exhortation, the motivation is just right there. And all of a sudden yeah. you just find yourself in such a better mindset. Yeah. 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 It's amazing how the word can do that. You know, and sometimes, like you say, you don't even feel like reading, but by the end of it, oh, you're just so relieved that you did it because yeah. <laughs> it, it feels so much better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And reading can be fun, too. You know, you can read with others. And, I encourage that, and, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and read as, aloud with others. Yeah. And read aloud with others. It holds each other accountable. You know, you've made the schedule, it's, you've made a date, you're <laughs> yeah. going to have to keep the date of, of reading together. But there's so many benefits of different insights of maybe someone's got a question that, oh, I never thought of asking that question Absolutely. before. Yeah. You end up having a great discussion on a passage, uh, you're doing it as a family and issues come up and, oh, we can talk about this and relate it to what happened at school or what happened to me at work or whatever the situation might be. But the other thing about making it fun is reading with feeling. So you don't want to just yeah. sort of read the Bible. When, come on, you we put some life into it. Read the yeah. Bible <laughs> and you want to put some fun into it. And, yeah. and, you know, one thing that is interesting is, is you've got a Bible passage with a lot of parts in it. You've got family members around. Assign a part to each family member. So it almost becomes like you're dramatizing it now. 
We called that popcorn. Popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> you pop into different people for, right. for re- yeah. readings. Yeah. 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 The kids always love that. Yeah. It's, it's great fun. It's interesting. And it brings the Bible to life uh, a little more. So in all these readings too, like we were talking about, sometimes you don't understand what you're reading, but sometimes it's you just want to be searching things out. You might want to choose as you're going through like some sort of theme that you're looking for. And a great example is as looking at the word light or something like that and see where it comes mm. up in scripture. Right. And you're just consistently going through the Bible and, and picking up these themes. Because sometimes you do a word study, you might miss stuff because you might have something else that relates to light, but it's just not using the word light. It might use the word shine or something like that, right? Right. And also, as you're reading, you want to be always asking questions. So yes. maybe that's one of the important things too. So I really think that picking a word or a theme and as you go through your daily readings, just making notes of where that word or that theme comes up, that has got to be one of the most invaluable ways of learning the Bible. Yeah. It yeah. really is. Yeah. You, you get some surprising things there too because you like you read through a chapter and you say, oh, there's this theme here. I think I'll yeah. – I'll use that for study. I'll mm-hmm. I'll go through and I'll start looking at this theme, right? But otherwise, you wouldn't have even thought of it if you hadn't been doing your daily Bible reading. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And you said asking questions. That's so important too because as you're reading something, it's so easy to say, well, okay, and, you know, Mark went there. Uh, well, <laughs> why did he go there? Why is that written there? You know, it's just ask yourself questions every, about herbs. Every word of scripture is important. Yes. Yeah, it's there for a reason. Yeah. And I yeah. Just, we just got to find out why. Yeah. I find when I do that, when I'm, I'm <clears throat> consistent with my readings and thinking of studies and asking questions, that it just, wherever I go, it's kind of rolling around in my mind. I can remember like just walking at work one day through the factory and all of a sudden, the answer, like one of my questions just kind of came up in my mind, but I wasn't even reading the Bible, but because I've been reading daily, it yeah. was just it was just there and I was just like, wow, this is incredible. I've noticed that too. You know, you're driving to work, you're thinking about the passages. How did that relate again? And how did how does it where did that go? And and how does that go? How am I gonna apply that? And yeah. and it just seems to become a part of your life almost inherently without you even really realizing it. I guess our minds are like that. People can be, I don't know, great investors. And so all they think about is what their next investment's going to be and, and <laughs> whether when they should buy and when they should sell. And that's what their consumes their mental energy. But this is so much more valuable. Yeah. You've talked before about the difference between attention and intention. Can you maybe explain that to me again? Yeah. <laughs> Along these lines, right? Well, as I was sort of contemplating this topic, I was, yeah, thinking about attention and intention. We come across these terms sort of, I guess, in pop culture or, or whatever, but yeah. I read a couple of little articles about it and it seemed very applicable to our topic today. So an attention-driven person, so someone who lives by attention, Basically, they just receive their impulses from their environment around them, and that's what they react to. 
So whatever's on Netflix, that's what they watch. Yeah. And, and it couldn't – not necessarily on, on Netflix. It could be just their phone ringing, yeah. uh, traffic light turning red, an advertisement that flashes on the board. Yeah. Just, just whatever grabs their attention, that's, that's how they, they direct their life. You know, and, and it gives them the feeling of being very busy and energetic. They're accomplishing many things, but they don't really have an objective. So the question is, where does all this attention that's driven by outside circumstances take you? Mm. But it's really different than someone who lives by intention. So an intention-driven person focuses on a higher purpose that they have in mind. And they don't do something just because it comes their way. They do it because... It contributes to their intention. It's so much different. It's practically the opposite. Mm -hmm. They realize that our time here on earth is only so long. And so I'm going to organize my life in such a way so that everything has a reason that supports my intention. So the reason why I thought it related to uh, what we're discussing today is if we are intending or our intention is to make the Bible a part of our life and to become better Bible readers, then we have to make God's mind our mind and just make it a part of our life by intention. Fantastic. Thanks, Wayne. Really enjoyed it. So it glad good. to be a part of this. Great Thank session. you. Yep. So we will uh, leave some of this in our show notes, some of the links to the websites and the Bible Reading Companion that we've talked about. So if you want to pick that up and get started, we would highly encourage you to do so. Wayne, you ever tried to show anybody how to listen to podcasts? Um, you have any yeah. Family members that are technically challenged? Yes, I do. Probably end up just doing it for them <laughs> <laughs> and setting it up and say, here you go, now you can listen. Well, if you don't have that luxury, uh, <laughs> there are some easy step-by-step -step instructions on how to listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or uh, an Android device. Okay. And maybe I should make one for Spotify, although it's pretty easy to pick it up on Spotify. Well, yeah, but, that's probably why I use it. <laughs> <laughs> but you can go to our website. It's uh, www.essentialbiblestudies.org slash Help. Yes. <laughs> Each episode of the podcast has some special artwork, some cover art that's associated with each episode. Yeah, I've noticed that. It's if actually you, very well done. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. If you'd like to see it, you should follow the podcast on either Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. We post it when each new show comes out. Okay, so immediate notifications. Yeah. It's a good way to get notification of new episodes as well. Yeah. Yeah. We are also giving away free essential Bible study media kits. It's a great way to share the podcast. It includes stickers, bookmarks, and business cards. And I mean, they're meant to give out to people, but I wouldn't blame it if you kept some for yourself. Ah, so. You know what? I could take this bookmark, if you don't mind. <laughs> Help yourself. <laughs> Do you feel those bookmarks? Are so yeah, nice that's actually kind of like, hmm. And the business nice cards are nice and thick, and they have like rounded yeah. corners. My favorite nice. are the stickers, though. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are like from uh, our cover art. So that one was from a show we called We Shall Not All Sleep. Yeah. And I put that on my coffee mug. Oh, of course. I put that on my coffee, uh, yeah, travel mug. 
Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, thought that well, was appropriate. That, that would go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> coffee because yeah, you don't want to sleep, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you can stick them on the back of your laptop. I have right. one on the back of my phone. Oh. And uh, so it's just an easy way, and people see them, and they actually have like a little Spotify. I was going to say, them. there's a Spotify symbol there. What's that all yeah. about? Yeah. So most people don't know this, but in the Spotify app, if you go under search, there's a little camera next to the, in the search bar. If you hit on that, you can scan this code, and it will take you directly to that episode. I did not know that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Wow. Okay. So if you want some of this stuff, all you have to do is send us your mailing address using our website contact form. Or you can direct message us on Instagram or Facebook. And once you do that, all you have to do is wait for the mail service to magically bring this to you. Huh. Well, <laughs> I think I'll uh, take some with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Christadelphian podcast supported by the Book Road Ecclesia in a wonderful little place called Ancaster, Ontario, Canada. Until we meet again, dear friends, I pray to God that you may grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen.